Welcome to the When Wit Happens podcast. This is a podcast that helps you find ways to celebrate and live your best life even when stuff happens. Now, here's your host, Wit West. So we're back with part two of our 2018 in review. And of course, I still have Wes here with me. And hey, we're hey, going to hey. go ahead and start back off after we finish Best and Worst of 2018. We're going to start with Hot Topics of 2018. And the first one we're going to start off with is Tony Braxton and Birdman. <laughs> so, we're <laughs> Braxton people. Ooh. <laughs> Yo, we want to see them win. I never understood this relationship at all. But I will say, when Tony did go on Wendy Williams and explain how it came about as, as a chronic illness person, when she said he yes. was there for her in yep. that way, yep. and you relate, you understand. Um, yes. To find somebody who was there for you in that way with what you have going on is something that is, I, I got it for her. Yep. At that yep. point, it clicked for me. It made perfect sense regardless of everything else because that is not something that is easy to, to, to come about. So at mm-hmm. that point, it made sense to me, but it was already like the writing was on the wall that sh- it wasn't going to pull through at that point. She had lost the ring. Which that oh she she had said that she he had been wanting to schedule a date twice and she kept putting him off. Yeah. As as much as we, we think Birdman is Birdman, like it's only so much that you can do putting it off. Young lost his ring. Like it's just gonna deteriorate the relationship at, to some degree. <sighs> okay. So, uh, all right. So I feel some type of way about this uh, for several reasons. Uh, one, it being Tony Elizabeth Michelle Braxton, uh-huh. um, who I have been a fan of all of my life. Um, I have been one of the Braxton firm supporters for forever. Uh, we've had, I've had some musical interactions with the Braxtons and, you know, all this and all of that. But um, I, too, just did not get it when this was announced, when they were going public with it. Like, it made no sense to me. Um, And, you know, they say opposites attract, but I was just like, nah, bro. (laughs) Like, I don't get it. And and for me, it didn't click until I saw her um, red table conversation with Jada, and she she went into details, which is something Tony Braxton does not do. At all. Tony Braxton. Tony Braxton is one of the art. She's like a Beyonce artist. Mm-hmm. Everything very scripted. It's very it's plotted. Um, Tony is she's very careful on what she says in the public eye. Uh, she don't talk a lot, um, which is why it, they needed the rest of the sisters on the show with her because Tony alone wouldn't have survived. Yeah, exactly. um, so she talked about uh, being on tour and uh, she was doing the, the, the Greatest Hits of Tony tour 
And so backstory, her and Brian, aka Birdman, have been friends for years, uh, which I believe from the whole Atlanta scene and all of that. Uh, they've been friends for years and uh, they never, you know, tried to do anything romantically until recently. Um, and she was on tour and she got sick. And Tony and I suffer from the same chronic illness, uh, lupus. So, and it's one of those diseases where it completely takes over your body. Um, there are there are points where you just can't do anything. So this, she had a lupus attack, a really, a really major lupus attack on tour, and she was just unable to do anything. And Birdman dropped everything and went to where she was. And he followed her in his own tour bus mm-hmm. through the rest of the tour. So to, to hear that someone's going to be there for you on that level, I got it. Yeah. Especially hearing Tony say that a part of her still feel that her marriage with Carrie failed because she got sick. Yep. Tony still feels that her ex-husband left her because he did not want to take care of a person with an illness. And coming from people who have illnesses, I like it clicked for me. I was like, I got got it. But I still didn't really believe it. Because watching them on the show, watching them in the public eye, seeing them on TV at award shows, it's it just it still felt so forced. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really get it, and like Tony is so prim and proper, and Birdman is Birdman. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like I, I a part of me still believes this was kind of a PR stunt. Um, and it kind of worked more so in Tony's favor because she put out an album. She had a TV show like that helped her ratings, her numbers. Yeah. Um, and then you lose the ring. Yeah. Now, we have all been flying for years. We yeah. have all gone through TSA. I don't know one black woman that's going to take her five, six carat engagement ring. I don't know y'all that's going to take off your half carat engagement ring. <laughs> okay. To go through TSA. I I don't get it. So when the ports came out and she was like, my ring was in my bag and my, like, wh- why was your ring in your bag? Right. Like, what? She must, <laughs> so, flying, she must have been flying through Little Rock because, you know, they still everything. Oh, oh, you tried it. Wow. I, I, anytime I ever had some stole, <laughs> it was from Little Rock. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Everett who just had his back stolen going to Little Rock. Hello, anyway. obviously. Uh, <laughs> so that that to me, I was like, what? And so then, okay. So the engagement's called off. Tony had been putting this engagement off for almost a year now. Birdman has he wanted to get the date tattooed on his face. Right. Like he seemed to really, really be into this. And Tony was just like, oh no, I'm on tour. I'm sick. You're busy. I'm I'm recording a new album. She had every excuse in the book. Yeah. And as a man, she's the I would have been like, oh, okay, she playing. Yeah. Like she's not serious about this. So it doesn't surprise me that the engagement was called off. But what I do have questions is when this relationship first started, Christmas 2017, and Tony was posting the pictures of the Birdman bought her new. Well, what actually wasn't Tony, it was Tamar who yeah. posted the photo that Birdman had bought Tony this new, it was like Porsche, 
SUV, something like extravagant. And then the reports came out that Birdman had paid off Tony's taxes. Mm-hmm. And we was like, oh, okay. Like, this is how you come into a relationship. You're going to relieve some stress off your Hello. girl. I Like, I was like, dang, okay, I'm with it. Yeah, and that's how I know that she is the reason that it ended because he was so adamant about getting this to happen and she had more to gain than he but, did. But, but, but. <laughs> That's something, something ain't clean in the water. Because I, I might not have been they, I heard they released, the, the state of California released um, Tony's new tax lien today. Hmm. So I, what did you pay off, sir? I'm confused. You know, because I don't, I don't know Tony, if I heard everything that was paid off, though. Did she incur new debt when she got sick from this last tour? Not this much. That's it. That's physically impossible because she has federal debt. She has Maryland debt. She has California debt. You know what you pay I, off? He might not I don't have, know what you pay off. He might not have paid it off. I, I, I really. That might have just been one of them in room. It, it had to have been for her to still for her Am to currently be four hundred and fifty thousand dollars in debt. Yeah, but it. Girl, get a combined income. <laughs> Don't get it. Like. So it's got to be her. She got she got more to gain from the union, okay? Um, and that's and I I I honestly feel like she still loves Carrie. Ooh. And, and I don't know if she's gonna be able to to move past it. Okay, so that brings up a question. So, how do you truly, truly co-parent with a person that you've been in love with for 20 years? Y'all was married for almost 10. Y'all got two grown kids. But y'all still function as husband and wife. Yeah. Carrie, Carrie mm-hmm. still got a key to the house. He got a room at Tony's house. Sure does. They do holidays together. He spend nights like and and Carrie hasn't moved from what we know. I'll say that disclaimer from what we know. Carrie hasn't moved on. Carrie isn't dating. Carrie hasn't been married again. Like nothing. It's been Tony and those boys. Mm-hmm. So coming from Birdman perspective, I would be like, okay, now I get to show baby daddy. I get to show ex husband, and I get like y'all been together for forever. Right. But for you to be with me, some boundaries got to be set. Like, hey, bro, you got to give me your key back. Right, something, yeah. Once you introduce that layer of level of a relationship, yeah, got it. Like, if you want to come see the boys, like, anytime. even if you want to come over and see Tony, like, I yeah. get it. Anytime like, I you get... come, come. But you need to like let us know. Don't just there ain't no pop ups, ain't no more pop ups because we grown. We're gonna be here doing grown folks things. Mm. Like, ain't no pop. Like, no, those boundaries have to be set because now Tony is in a completely different relationship with a new man, and and now y'all have to really be ex husband and wife. Yeah, and I'm not sure if if especially Tony because seeing the interviews, she still gets so emotional talking about yep. Carrie. She very much does. I I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think I yeah, I think she still yeah. She yeah, she in love with him still. And I feel like that I know there's there's still a lot of hurt there because of how the divorce happened, 
because Tony had to pay him alimony, which is a spousal support, which doesn't happen to a lot of females. Um, it's normally the other way around, but you know, she is still Tony, the living legend Braxton. Right. Um, so of course, you know, you were making the bulk of the money. So legally that's how it happens, but there's still so much hurt there because of the way he left and because of what the divorce happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that, that could have played into this Herb Birdman situation. Tony's not completely over that. She's, she still needs to deal with that pain and that hurt. Yep. Definitely. She definitely does. Mm. But, uh, you know, I, mm, I just, I don't know where this is going to go. I, I, obviously, I want Tony to find happy because, you know, I love Tony the Braxton, but, whoo, child. Not with Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> just not with Birdman. Just love a bird man. Love a bird man. <laughs> I cannot deal with you, but I, 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 I understand that. I understand that. It was, that was definitely interesting seeing her with him. But yeah. So next hot topic, um, Baychella. <sighs> Which is actually formerly Coachella. But <laughs> we'll let y'all have it. Um, so I wasn't there uh, because tickets were just ridiculously high mm-hmm. um and i'm not gonna lie i was one of those skeptics that was like i'm not really sure how strong she gonna be able to come back after she just had the twins you know we we know beyonce is beyonce like no, nobody can ever in my opinion beyonce is the greatest performer of our generation um and she, and she continues to give michael a run for his money um so but i was like i don't know like she just had the baby she had twins um so she's you know she's out of practice she may be still out of shape like so i was like i don't really know and um i can say i was pleasantly surprised at how epic that show was now i don't know how the people who attended did it because I I know me physically, I would have been over it because Beyonce didn't go on to like one a.m. California time. Ooh, so woke up out my good sleep. Alarms were set for for me to watch this. Hello, because and I couldn't imagine physically being out there in the middle of the desert, and we got to be out here all day because oh. this was this was headliner day. So Cardi was performing, Miguel was performing. Like there were so many amazing performances in the day. Yeah, you couldn't miss it. And then we gotta stay here all night. Uh-huh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I to get out there and perform like she ain't never performed before. I love I like there are so many aspects of the show that I loved. I love the HBCU it um portion of it. Mm-hmm. I love the the Greek and the stepping. Shout out to my frat brother who was one of her choreographers. Um, mm-hmm. I love the whole drumline segments. I lost it when she brought Kelly out. Michelle happened to be there too, but whatever. Yeah, she almost hit a beat. She almost got on beat. She mm, not that body roll. Yeah, that, ooh, that, baby, not baby. that. Not that body roll. She never. It's it's a pop pop, Michelle. It's a pop Mm. pop. Mm -mm -mm. Okay. Mm. 
no. no. Less, but the show was great. Um, I loved the. I loved how it was like a new set. I love how they. I love the arrangements. Mm-hmm. The vocals were on point. I love like say my name can now only be sang in three parts in the verses. <laughs> Um, because yes. anything else just doesn't sound right anymore. Uh, I loved her bringing Solange out. That was that was a great moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think more. I think what I loved the most about it was how serious Beyonce took this opportunity. Yeah, her her being the first African American female lead or headliner of Coachella, which in my mind kind of it kind of blows me because it's like. What have y'all been doing for all these other years? We still doing first, like right, like in twenty eighteen. We oh, okay, but that's a whole different topic. Right, um, but I I thoroughly enjoyed how serious she took this opportunity. This was not a half-ass show. The budget was behind it. The rehearsal was behind it. The energy was behind it. Like she put on a two-day show as if this was a completely different tour. Mm-hmm. This was tour Beyonce. Yeah, I'm gonna go out on the limb and say this version of Beyonce was better than y'all song on the run. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Because she showed out. She yeah, showed she, out. She got to full show out. It was all her. Uh, on the run too was a lot of Jay. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Jay, Jay, Jay gives you a vibe. You know. It's, it's you you in there once Jay does one thing it's like you all there for him like I I was only well I won't say only but I was mostly standing with Jay but yeah <laughs> um I'm I'm a Jay stand too um but yeah she she brought it she brought it yeah it it, it yeah I just it, it was just amazing. And I am not one of the UB people. I'm not in the hive. I don't even like wearing black and gold together. Uh, <laughs> it's like, no. What uh, you have to give props and props to do is she put on the show. Mm-hmm. And I honestly feel really, really bad for Ariana, who's headlining this year. Because yeah. Coachella, Coachella will never be the same. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, ooh, you signed up for that? The year after Beyonce? No, no thank you. I Can can you can nope. you book me for 2020? Because... Uh, it's going to take, like, a Rihanna to even come... Nobody be, ain't nobody going to be satisfied with nobody but Blue Ivy coming out there to perform. That's the only follow-up. I'm not going to say that. Uh, I think if Rihanna does it 2020, we'll be here for it because she hadn't put out music in a decade. Like, we, we forgot what she sounds like. So it'll just be nice. Just going to come out there Rihanna. with a beat bass. <laughs> like, it'll be nice to see her do something musically. You know, put yeah. this, put this, stop playing this makeup and get in the studio. Um, yeah, because I, I, I feel like in my spirits that Rihanna has been working on her vocals. Because they've been getting better. Yes, they have progressively been getting better. Her last couple of albums, the last performance she had at the AMAs or one of those shows where she sang the ballad and we were all like shocked and in awe. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, oh my God, Rihanna, she sang. Uh, and then we got the song, Think Rihanna at the Grammys with DJ Khaled. Mm-hmm. And we were, all, we were all here for that. So 
That's what I'm if saying. Not only have we not seen Rihanna, she ain't even been talking. She's been working on her voice. She's not doing anything. So if if she is in the studio with the vocal coach, like if she's putting in time on this album, which I think that's the the biggest shock for most of us because she is putting in time. Because at one point, Rihanna was putting out a different single every three months. Hello. All time. So for her to take a year and a half off, we're all like, what happened? Yeah. Where the songs at, girl? And because you know she, she gets the best songs. That's that's one of the best things she does is picking songs. Like, she she knows exactly what she's looking for, and it hits every time. Yeah. I mean, as a songwriter myself, you, Beyonce and Rihanna are at the top of the pinnacle right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, anything they put out, that's a hit. Yeah. Even when it's not a hit, it's still a hit. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to slide on in there with the rest. Okay. 7-Eleven is not a hit. But it's still, it's still, it's still everything, though. It's still a hit. It's, it's still the number. It's a bop. It's just like, oh, what is this? Oh, seven lips. Like, this song is dumb. Yeah, seven yeah. words in it, but you, I'm a, enjoy <laughs> it. But a, it's still a hit. So, but yeah, but Baychella was, it, it was, it was, it was everything. It was everything we needed at the moment. Um, coming off the whole Wakanda um era it was it was it was perfect um but what i do want y'all to stop doing is wearing these greek letters on these shirts uh, uh, Just, uh, 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 i want y'all to stop doing this because it's gonna be some unsensible greeks i'm a sensible greek so i'm just gonna laugh yeah but it's gonna be some unsensible ones that's that's gonna come at you mm-hmm. so when i'm just gonna run out Right, right. So I just want you to just to stop doing it. Like you can just get a regular bay shirt. It's it's fine. You don't have to have the delta in it. Like no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't don't do that. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is hilarious. Okay. Next, we've we've touched on this a little bit, but Nikki versus <laughs> Cardi. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Poor Nikki. The Bards versus the Birdie Gang. <laughs> I feel like she overestimated her power. She being who? Nikki. Okay. And she, she, she just got so she did the opposite of what Beyonce has done, and I feel like she don't listen to nobody. Beyonce got to a point early in her career where she, she had no competition. Hmm. You can either stay there, which she did for a little bit, and it kind of got robotic. People didn't understand what was going on. She was just flat. But still putting out good content. And at that point, you can either start competing against yourself or just fighting off people who are climbing towards you because you're you're stagnant. Right. Instead of competing against herself and bettering herself and growing with her audience, because we don't relate to half the stuff Nikki talking about now when we did so many years ago, grow with us. And then still also it'll relate to the younger people. It, you, it'll do it. But she's stayed still for so long that as everybody else is rising, she keeps trying to fight them off. Yep. And it's not focusing on her at all. So it's, she just... It's collapsed. She was on top. There was nobody else to even complete. Yeah, she Nikki gonna get that award because ain't nobody else in the category. 
for mm -hmm. four, five, six years, and right. she got comfortable. And I think she also got she got accustomed to being to fight these people off. These people will rise, i.e., um, uh, what's the little white girl name uh, um, from uh, from Australia? Um, yeah. Her Iggy, Iggy Azalea. Iggy, yeah, Iggy, Iggy. You know, she did her thing, and she got five, six Grammy nominations. And Nikki wasn't worried mm -hmm. because she's like, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna drop a verse, drop a song, and this will be it. And it was. Remy tried to do her thing. Um, 2000 what was that 17 uh, part of 2018 um, and it just didn't work so right. she had got accustomed to being able to fight these people off yeah um, and she got complacent and then came Cardi yeah um, and I think the biggest difference is the, the biggest difference between Cardi and all the other challengers is when Cardi came into the music game she she already had a fan base. Mm -hmm. People already knew who she was. So she walked into the studio with thousands of thousands of fans. Um, so even if her songs weren't a hit, they were still going to get played because people right. knew who Cardi was. Cardi was one of the few people who used reality TV to her advantage. Yep. She did what you're supposed to do. On what Jocelyn thought she was going to do. Yes, what Jocelyn thought exactly. What Jocelyn thought she was gonna do, and we can't even understand what you're saying. Ooh. Like, no, we're so no. I'm not gonna listen to a song of this. And you you talked about Stevie. Like what? Ooh. No. So like Cardi, Cardi did a season. She put her face out there. She you know she was doing uh, promo. She was doing hosting. She was in the clubs, and then she slowly started to roll music out. And she was doing shows at small venues and in clubs, and but she was putting in the work, and people started to notice her. Mm -hmm. And when she hit big, she hit big. And I think Nikki, I agree with you. Nikki kind of underestimated Cardi. Mm -hmm. Nikki probably thought that Bodak was gonna be it for Cardi. She got this one little single out. It's cool. It's good. It's getting radio play. Okay, now it's on Billboard. No big deal. Oh, it's about to be number one. Right. Oh, okay. Now she's feeling some type of way. And then Cardi started to do features. And for those of us who have been fans of Nicki for years, that's how Nicki got her start. Yep. Was features. Like, featured Nicki, I still remember um, My Chick Bad feature with Ludacris. Yeah, that Nikki. That's how we like knew who we Nikki remember. Was. Nikki bodying monster, Nikki. and in in the monster, like what? I remember her being on monster with all these legends, and people knew Nikki's verse. Yo, like so when Cardi started to when Cardi started to Nikki Nikki, th then she became a threat. Mm-hmm. Nikki, Nikki didn't she she you're right, she didn't take a page out of the Beyonce book. She didn't keep quiet, go into the studio, perfect your craft, work on yourself, and come come out. Like, okay, cool, Cardi's doing her thing, that's fine. I'm, the, I'm not gonna worry you. about her. Yeah, at all. Yeah. She 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 didn't. She just started to swing and and you, miss, swing and miss. 
and missing. Imagine <laughs> if Monster Nikki tried to upgrade herself. Where would we be now? Right. Where, we would be at a, a level unheard of for a female in, MC. For a female rap. Yes, we would. Unheard of. the Because the stage has been set by legends for somebody to oh, step yeah. up. And, and yeah. you all sitting here falling flat because you want to argue. Really, Nikki? You have the like, prime opportunity to to be the first one, at least, to to reach that pinnacle for female MCs. Okay, but no, nah, you want to you want to be petty on the internet because we've been begging for another Queen Latifah. We've Hello. been begging for another Eve. We've been begging for the evolution of Kim because for some reason she won't go away. But okay. <laughs> um, like we've been begging for the next MC light. We 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 have been begging. Yeah. And at one point we thought Nikki was it. Yep. We was like, all right, here it is. We got one. Thank you. And I I I, I personally don't understand why Nikki feels so threatened. Like I, I personally don't get it because Nikki operates under the mindset that it can only be her. Mm -hmm. And it don't have to be like that. Because when these legends were at their prime and at their peak, oftentimes it wasn't just them. Mm -hmm. There would be two or three of them. They would be doing collabs. They would be, you know, featured on these other albums and things. Like, I don't understand why Nikki just can't realize that she can do Nikki and Cardi can do Cardi and they both can win. Yeah, definitely. Because it, it, especially if she made the conscious decision to keep her niche where it is in that younger set, Cardi speaks to the inner ratchet of us with these degrees and high power jobs. Okay. She speaks to, she speaks to us and she understands her audience. Mm -hmm. The young people love the bop. With Cardi and the older people understand what she's saying, the trials and tribulations and the still being yourself and you breastfeeding yep. in the video and these people my age got babies. <laughs> they got babies too. And they like, I'm trying to go to work and breastfeed my baby and make this money. And they understand right. it. And y'all could be in two whole different lanes rising to the top with each other. But Nikki is not for it. She wants to pull and snatch down. And that's and that's Nikki's downfall because I feel like a lot of the barbs, a lot of people who were who've been barbs for years, are swinging more to the Cardi side because they are noticing how Cardi, at first, I'll say at first, Cardi wasn't engaging in this. Mm -hmm. She Cardi was publicly saying like, I've been a Nikki fan. I listened to Nikki growing up. You know, I'm out here trying to do my thing and Nikki can do hers and we can both be good. Mm -hmm. um, now, I will say that Cardi did kind of let Nikki draw her into her game. Yeah. Uh, and this is something that Cardi has to work on. And, and I think we have to continue to remember that Cardi is still a new artist. Yes. Uh, she's, she's, still very, she's still very young and she's very unpolished. So she doesn't understand the the politics and the mind games that goes along with the industry. Mm -hmm. She don't quite get that yet. So she doesn't understand how you getting into a fight at the fashion show with Nikki's people 
and Nikki standing in the back, she understand how that's gonna look to her hood people. Mm-hmm. How Nikki's gonna look like a punk, and you gonna look like Cardi. But so the people writing the checks, right? You look like you look like, you look like the bully and the aggressor. Cardi don't quite get that yet because she's still very new at this. Um, and that's one thing I'm hoping in 2019, Cardi does learn to um, not always retaliate. Cardi, actually both of them have an issue with social media. Stop celebrities. Stop writing to social media. Stop. Yeah. Like, stop, stop going to Instagram Live and venting and giving your side of the story. Why everybody feel like they got to give their side of the story? Yeah. Like, take, be Beyonce. Be quiet. Hush. Let people think what they want to think. Hush, okay. And drop a single. Like, shut up. Mm. Like, I, I, I want them both to do that. Now, I will say the difference is Cardi runs to, to, to IGTV and Nikki has a channel on Apple Music. Yeah. <laughs> Completely different. <laughs> like, they're both still venting. They're both giving their side of the story, but only one of them is getting paid to do it. That is so, true. Nikki is winning on that avenue, but yeah. I, I, Cardi, because it is on the free platform, um, she's exposed to a lot more people, and she comes with way more receipts. Oh yeah, and we can appreciate in this day and age a receipt. I love and a Nikki, receipt, and I can, love it, and capture I, I, Nikki's pettiness. I with love a receipt, a, a screenshot. I, I love an eyewitness. Give me all of that, <laughs> so I, so okay. I can make my own. I want to make my own mind up, but I need all the facts first. Please present <laughs> me all the facts first. Um, okay, she gives. So me. I'm just, I'm really okay. So let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Cardi is up for four Grammys this year. Do you think she's gonna win? I hope she does. I ask for your hope. <laughs> <laughs> I said, do you think I... she's gonna win? I didn't even look at the ca- what categories is she in? She's in. She's up for best rap album. She's up for album of the year, song of the year, and then I think the other one is like best rap performance. Yeah, I think she got one at least one. Okay. I think she got at least one. I'm gonna say no way in hell. Ah, come on. <laughs> but, and I, but I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because of the categories that she's in. She, no. Like I, I do need to see who else is in the category, to be honest. Like Cardi, and the issue is she's in the big categories. That's true. So Cardi is great. Cardi is what she is, but she's still not a Drake. She's still not a Kendrick. Mm-hmm. She's still not a Lady Gaga. I, I'm looking at the, the, the rap performance. Who is in there with her? Do you know? Uh, yeah, that is Drake. Oh. <laughs> Drake and Kendrick. Like you're not you're not those people. So that that's why I said she doesn't have a chance. Now, has she been in what's this? The best rap and song performance collab category, she may could have won that. Yeah, I was I thought the last one you were gonna say was gonna be collab. Like she I feel like her and um Kalani with Ring, they like that 
had they put that song in that category, y'all probably could have pulled that off. But she's in too big of a category. She's not going to beat uh, Drake or a... Invasion of Privacy was great, but Astro World was better. Oh, so, like, I think I think her issue this year is she's just in too... She's in categories with too many heavy hitters. Yeah. Um, I just... I want it. I mean, I would love to see Cardi get a Grammy, and I feel like in her time, she will. But the purest in me feels like it would it would be a travesty to let Cardi win a Grammy before Nikki. Oh, no, it would be sweet. No, it would not. I feel like it would be so unjust because Nikki has put her work in. She did. Nikki has put her work in. Nikki has been robbed quite a few times at the Grammys. Um, I feel like Nikki shot herself in the foot this year. Yeah, she is not She has zero nominations no. because she entered seven different songs. That's not how Grammy nominations work. You can't give the Academy too many things to compare. Right. So for you, you enter your album for the two album with three album categories, and then you enter seven different songs. They're confused. Yeah. Um, but I honestly feel like Nikki should get a Grammy before Cardi because I I feel like I don't, I, I, I don't feel like Nikki is gonna properly rebound to garner a Grammy before. That's Cardi. my 2019 question: Is is Nikki going to rebound? Because her album came out this year. It did well, but it didn't do Cardi numbers. Uh, Cardi got Grammy nominations. You did not. Um, You've had crossover hits, but Cardi's one crossover hit was bigger than all of yours. So now, now it's like, okay, Nikki's doing her thing, but Cardi's doing better. Yeah. So Nikki... Nikki has to go back, regroup, and come out swinging. She got to come out with something massive. Yeah, and she needs to focus, worry about herself when she does it. Right, and I'm not sure if she's in the mind state to do I don't think she is. And so I don't think she will rebound before Cardi takes a Grammy. Well, I'm putting my money on it not happening this year. So, again, I, ain't we'll got, I ain't got no money to put on nothing, but I'm <laughs> I I am hoping. It is my is my hope that she does she does come through with something. Okay, and our last hot topic because we were going to talk about Chad and Michelle, but I think we wore them out already. Yes. But um, Kavia Union Wade, there was a lot of drama around her birth on the interwebs because half of your people seem to not know nothing about birthing no baby. Wait, wait, wait. Why they got to be my people? Like These, these are squarely your people. <laughs> squarely. Like, it's right there. These, these. Uh, I, okay. So I'm not going to say they don't know anything about birthing a child. <laughs> I think it was just out of the blue. But like, but thing is the the critique wasn't the secrecy because you can understand 
that she had been through so many losses. They had been through so many losses together that obviously you don't even know. And honestly, I think that she, while she was there, it was probably healthiest for her. And she probably did to kind of mentally disconnect. I think D Wade was probably a little more emotionally in the day to day of that situation because mm-hmm. after so many losses, so many miscarriages to physically to then be that deep in it and believe it's happening. Like he got a tattoo and she said she could not even think about it until like it was the, the, they were in the delivery room. Like she could not get to it, let herself get too excited again. Right. So, and I, so I you completely understand the, the, um, the secrecy, but then like people were like, why is she in the hospital bed? Like she had the baby. <laughs> y'all, y'all clearly didn't have skin. skin. You, you, you don't know nothing about it. Cause you, you clearly didn't have it. Cause you have no, empathy, no understanding. No concept of anything. You don't like even if you. The next picture is Dwayne shirt off with the baby on his chest, and you think if maybe if the mama want to put the baby on her chest, even if you don't know what skin the skin is called, got breast assist, and they don't let them be out on Instagram, so she might want to figure out a way to have them covered. The hospital gown opens. And clothes like probably the shirt she wore up in there. If you think okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so so I gotta come to the people's defense. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna let you just drag the folks like that because it. I don't feel like it was completely the folks' fault. It was the way it was presented because no lie, the first picture was posted of her laying in the bed with an IV, and I'm like, what happened? Where was the IV at? There was a picture posted with with Gabby in the bed, hospital gown, and an IV. And we couldn't see the baby. And I was like, oh no, what happened? She she all right? She good? And then the pictures came with the baby. And then reading the caption, I was like, oh. I don't know what IV picture. Y'all saw machines in the background. And you saw tags on their arms because they were in the delivery room in the hospital, right? In the hospital, but what no IV at first sight? The folks were concerned. It was just concerned, and fo- because we didn't but know what was going like on. They just said and- the caption of the first images said that this baby was born by surrogate. Now, what what did you just say? The what? The cat? Well, how is you gonna put it over the picture? There it is. Y'all the- want it. You people, they so the people can't read is what you're saying. They don't, they know about birth and babies, but they can't read. I, they can't. I'm mm-hmm. saying that they, I'm saying they don't read, and we all know this to be true. But what they supposed to do? Put out a, a picture, a pictogram, especially on the Insta. We we are looking at the picture. You just saw the lady with her I, whole apertures out. Okay. Like whole situation out. There. I'm looking at the picture. I'm I'm dissecting the picture. I'm looking at the background. I may go to your profile and look at the old pictures because now I'm like, did I miss something? So no, I'm sure the people didn't didn't read the caption at first. No, so but no. I, what do no, you do? No. You think she had a mental breakdown and just decided to put on a gown? To <laughs> no, we didn't know what happened. We just thought she was crazy. And then on top of that, 
Last week also, you was with Jada at the red table, and this week you're in the hospital. What's going on? And also, <laughs> then at the in the same breath, the trolls that came came over from YouTube and wherever down there talking about he deserve a younger woman who can actually birth him a baby. Oh, now oh, give give some excuses for that. <laughs> what you okay. got to say about your cousin saying that? Okay. Um, <clears throat> well, they, oh, they oh. can't be my cousin because I'm the youngest cousin. So no. Oh, it, it uh, was. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, okay. So there's no there's no excuse for that. But I'm mm. Mm. okay. So I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that uh, even though that seems very malicious and is real backhanded and all of that stuff. Um, but for it's pro- it probably came from a lot of people who, um, mm, I don't I don't know I don't, I, 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 <laughs> I don't know just let them just ooh, yeah I, I don't know they they did not deserve the defense rush your honor I, yeah. I don't know. they did not deserve this level of vitriol from so many. <laughs> Let's take this as we begin to wrap it up. Um, personal. How was mm. 18 for you personally? Um, okay. So, um, I'll say 2018 for me was um 2018 for me was good. Um I I I would say that 2017 was probably like the per- the best year of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2017 was epic so 2018 had a lot to live up to um, but I I had a lot of personal highs a lot of professional highs uh, in 2018 um, I can say that I feel like I got a better handle on who I am as a person in 2018 okay. um, and I can say that a large part of that um, had to do with me uh, biting the bullet and doing the uh, the anti-black thing and uh, getting into therapy. Mm. Um, I did that in 2018 and it impacted my life remarkably uh, because I was always told that you got God, you don't need therapy. Mm. Uh, just pray about it. Um, and I still do. I mean, I still do got God. You know, we text, see my best friend. Yeah. Um, but it was God who told me to go see a therapist. Amen. Um, so yeah. Um, so that, that definitely impacted my life, um, in an amazing way. Um, I, um, I guess the, the peak of my 2018 was becoming a home owner. Um, that was, um, a great accomplishment, I will say, um, because it happened, it wasn't on my list of things that was supposed to happen to me down the road. But uh, when God opens up a door, how dare you not walk through it? Right. Um, and um, I will say another peak of my 2018 was seeing so many of my friends win. Mm-hmm. And 2018 is um, 
for me, it's, it's personally um, gratifying to see the people that you know have gone through it, to see the people that you know have, have been through the lows, mm-hmm. uh, to see the people that you know have put in the work, they've been in the trenches, and to see them come out on the other side. Right. Um, as Patty says, to get to the rainbow, mm. that, that's amazing to see. Um, so yeah, that that was kind of my 2018. That's good. I think, I, yeah, 2018 was a really, it was a really good year for me overall. There was a lot of different transitions and decision making and just kind of like a, a point where I, I feel similar to, to you in saying that, like I, I really came into knowing who I am and where I want to go. Um, directionally and what my like purpose kind of is and I I was able to like really focus in on on different things and start making immediate traction which kind of gives you that oh well Mm -hmm. this this may be the right this what I'm supposed to be doing yeah so that all of that kind of happened and I kind of got this like I, I always have a voice in stuff but I started to to vocalize more my needs and wants. Um, yes, vocalize. Not yes. compromise. Mm-hmm. On, on those you better rhyme. Come on. <laughs> and let's just go preach it. Huh? Yeah. And so <laughs> then <laughs> um, it just kind of worked where that's become my, my normal, my habit of, Okay, this is what I need. If I if it can't meet it, okay, cut it off. And it's just worked yeah. in terms of progress yeah. and everything else. And I also started therapy this year, which has been great um, for me. I, I'm hitting my one year mark in like a few days, I think. So it it's just been a really really good year, and I really got a hold of like what. I need to um, like the best thing I did was like really take that deeper look pretty much at my finances to, yes. to really <laughs> Wes obviously Wes just bought a house so clearly <laughs> Wes got money and he won't even keep five dollars but nope, 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 nope. <laughs> I always had a budget Wes got a budget too he got all the budget but um, to take that deeper dive so that I can begin to really attack stuff um you know where i am i really wanted to take ownership of where i am in my life and be a good steward over my current life so that Mm -hmm. i am given what i deserve and then i can be Mm -hmm. a good steward over that life because you don't always get what you deserve because you can't even handle what you have now and so i feel like i'm getting a handle on what I have now so that when I receive what is coming to me, I will be prepared. Mm. And that was my 2018 in a nutshell. You've been a steward over a few things. I'm going to make you a ruler over. Hey! That's a a word. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to preach that. And that was was my lesson and biggest accomplishment and amazing thing that happened to me in the year. So I... We cannot close this out 
although this is kind of crossed into 2019, but dun, I dun, dun. was set in 2018, <laughs> 2017, 2001, 1994. <laughs> we gotta do a quick take Whew. on Robert Kelly. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, what you guys say? What you guys mm, say? Mm, mm. Okay, so, uh, 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 okay, so I have a couple of mindsets when it comes to Robert Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that a lot of people are going to feel some type of way when I say this because mm-hmm. I've, I've said it on my own social media and I have seen the comments blow up um, and I have... Um, but I, I still feel the way I feel and I said what I said. Um, I feel like you can separate R. Kelly from Robert Sylvester Kelly. That's how I feel. Okay, and can you explain your feelings? Because I think a lot of people, and that's and I think that that is how he has continued um, in the industry with the success he's had for so long is because people yeah, yeah. knew of these instances or one off so they everybody knew about Aaliyah and oh, yeah. people couldn't have continued with that because they felt like oh well they can separate the man from the art but I didn't I haven't honestly watched the documentary yet um I don't have cable um but okay um <sighs> what I'm hearing being said is that you know, I mean, and, and also on second listen, we we know already the stuff that we've been picked up that he was saying, seems like you're ready, AJ, nothing but a number, all this stuff in the art. And if you can see traces of the man in the art, are you still able to separate it? I am, yes. And I'll How tell so? you why. Um, because, so I have watched all six episodes of the Surviving R. Kelly uh, series on Lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, and first off, I want to give props to Lifetime for doing such a phenomenal job with this series. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of these biopic, bio series are normally crap. They normally suck. They're normally rushed. They normally leave us asking more and more questions. They normally breeze through details and we're upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, this did not do this. I understand why it took Lifetime two years to put this together because they gave us everything that we needed for this because every question you would ask, they would answer after this commercial break. Mm. So I'm glad that they did it at the level that they did. Um, I will say the biggest thing for me with, with this whole series was them, them getting all of the survivors to tell their personal stories. There are so many girls involved in this situation that most of us had no idea about. Mm. I, there were a good eight or nine survivors to actually show their face and give their personal story. And I think I only knew of one. Well, no, two. Well, one because Sparkle's niece never actually showed her face. But we knew about Sparkle's niece, and we knew about his ex-wife, Andrea. Those other women, I was just blown away. 
at the at, at the degree of abuse that they suffered. Right. Um, now I'm never gonna take away what they what they went through. I'm never gonna take away um, what R. Kelly did to them. Um, but his ex-wife said it in the series. R. Kelly and Robert Kelly are two totally different people. R. Kelly is the charmer. R. Kelly is the performer. R. Kelly is the genius. R. Kelly is the musical genius. R. Kelly is the person that could be sitting in a dark room with this bed in the middle of the studio, which is weird, um, and would walk into a booth and make a hit in an hour. That's R. Kelly. Now, Robert Kelly, that's the pedophile. That's the rapist. So, that's the person who has all the signs of a sociopath. That's who that person is. I, I, I see where you're going with this. And a lot of people have done that mental separation um, or whatnot. But even so, and I, and I can see it in some element as, as a person who has been traumatized, that he mm-hmm. can have compartmentalized different parts of personality to. and... Different he things. was raped as a child by a man and a woman. He had yeah. to compartmentalize to, to function. Yeah, so, and that's all, that's that's tragic that that happened to him, but the, the cycle does have to stop somewhere. And what even though you feel like they can, that they're separate entities, they're the same being. So they are. do you feel comfortable Supporting and listening, streaming music that we put money into that being's pocket. Okay, so I feel like I'm honestly <laughs> not the person to ask this because I I, I have a to R. Kelly song in the forever. Okay. Um. So like I was never like R. Kelly just R. Kelly's still on tour. Yeah. R. Kelly had a show four or five weeks ago, and I know he had a show because the video was posted on on Instagram on like the shade room or something like that. Yeah. And um, for those of you guys who have never seen or attended an R. Kelly show, he gets real graphic and he gets real nasty with the audience. And there's a certain point in the uh, of the show where he is gyrating and air humping women in the audience. And this particular video, this lady opens her mouth and says, put it in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, my God, today. Mm-mm. So the folks are still out here supporting him. Obviously they are because he is still pretty much selling out. He's selling out shows. Spotify put out an article. The series started on like a Wednesday or a Thursday and Spotify put out an article that weekend. It's like R. Kelly has had a peak in his streams. But are we really surprised with the community that, that downplays this type of thing happening in their lives every day? So... Okay, so I'm going to disagree with Jada because Jada was the woman who went to Instagram and her quiet scream voice saying, I don't understand. Make, me, make it make sense to me. Why is R. Kelly's music peaking? I'm not going to say his music is peaking because people are out there saying, I want to hear the nasty R. Kelly song. I want to say the music is peaking because we're humans and we're inquisitive. So when I watch episode three or two and three and they break down some of the songs in 12th play and what they really meant. And when they talk about the um, Latino lady that he met in Florida that had a miscarriage the day he was in the studio with Michael Jackson. And that's what you are not alone means. Mm. I want to hear it. 
I do. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I watched that episode, and when they went to commercial after her saying that, I went right to Apple Music and was like, you are not alone. I need to hear this because... Well, that that will bump a Michael stream unless, they, unless Spotify was counting. No, no, but right. that's what I'm saying. I know that... that R. Kelly didn't get my play, but when they talk, when you dissect the R. Kelly songs like that, of course the people are gonna want to hear it. Uh, yeah, it makes it makes sense on how the streams bumps. Y'all want to say mute R. Kelly, but you can't mute R. Kelly when that's all we're talking about. They should have gone on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> don't They're be giving not. that man money. Pockets. Because the, the phone just because you don't pay for your Apple Music account don't mean it don't count towards their finances. They they don't they're not thinking about that. They just think I want to hear. I want to hear y'all talked about um y'all showed the video of him being in a studio with Aaliyah recording AJ none but a number, and then you go to the BET interview, which I had never seen before, where they're dressed alike in the yeah Mickey they dress Mouse. alike a lot obviously i'm a leah stand like first and foremost right they're there he is in the background of her album cover right so like when you talk about that yes i'm gonna slide on over and be like let me hear the song again to see if i can really hear what they're talking about that's just how human nature works so sorry jada you can't tell us to stop playing r kelly music when you just when lifetime has just spent eight hours dissecting these songs. I want to hear this now. Now I want to hear what this really means. Because when I first listened to uh, Feeling On Your Booty, I just thought it was a nice little sex song. But when y'all talk about how he recorded that song in the studio with a naked girl standing next to him, and he was literally feeling on her booty. Oh. Yeah. I want to hear that, Jada. Thanks. Oh, my gosh. I, yeah. Uh, no, can't do it. I, I, I mean, I, I get it. I understand. I used, but I think it's I used to love R. Kelly. My mama loved R. Kelly. R. Kelly was my first concert. Um. Wow. Okay. Yeah, like I into R. Kelly. Um. Obviously, Aaliyah was number one. Everything to me. Um. Like people calling, checking on me when she passed. Like, mm. okay. Oh, okay. Like, okay, I get it. Like so they did when Prince passed. Got it. Oh, yeah. Same thing. Same. It was the exact same thing. But, you know, we didn't have much technology. So these were people really, like, checking on me. <laughs> bringing me memorabilia. Like, I had a whole... It's, it was a thing. So, um, it's just... After a while, when... It's like not that things can be excused, but you, 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 there's a level of one-offness in life. And then there's a level of continued deviancy um, that I feel like has been portrayed here. And I think it's been also like the Nikki syndrome. He's gotten away with it so long in so many mm. ways that it has also amplified. And if he had be always been trying to keep undercover, we may have never mm -hmm. known about all this stuff or it may have been crazy. But when you get off on a case, People still talk about it and try to mute you, but you're still selling out tours. You get sloppy. You do more. You act You act out. And it's at a point where something has to give or it's not going to get better. It's going to continue to get worse. Yeah. You, I think you, there's a level you have to take a stand against that. I, I am with y'all taking a stand. Um, after you've done all you can, you just stand. I get it. 
Um, I support everybody who wants to do that. I personally don't feel like I have to take a stand because I've been sitting down this whole time. Um, I haven't this. I you really haven't been haven't. in it, but I, I understand you're not supporting him. You no. just feel like, in general, there's a way to separate a person from their art. In general, and I, yes, that's how I feel in general, and I've been doing that with every other celebrity that has had these type of cases and uh, allegations um, charged against them. Um, I think for for those of us who watched the uh, series, we were all in shock to hear that when when the Chicago Times, whatever the newspaper is, when they first released that story, right before the video was released, um, and they went to the court documents, um, there have been so many, there have been, I, I wanna say at least a good 20 cases that had been settled out of court that none of us even knew about. Because when things are settled out of court and you sign an NDA, you know, the court documents are filed, but you know, no one ever talks about that. So a lot of people were thinking that the whole uh, sex tape and Sparkle's niece, which I didn't know that was Sparkle's niece either. Um, so I do kind of blame her on that because she did make the introduction. And the day you walked into the studio and your niece was in there by herself, you should have stopped it right there, but you didn't because you were trying to get a check, call a spade a spade. A lot of people shows trying to get checked. Um, which is, un which, oh my God. So that was honestly a huge 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 problem for me in the series was a lot of these women that he was using as tracers yeah and now you want to be on the lifetime show bawling your eyes out this one particular woman who so i was watching i watched the series with a few friends and we paused at one moment because i was like who is this because she would do every confessional in a different outfit in a different hairdo. I saw something like that. Uh, yeah. And I was, I was like, is this a new lady every time? Like, but anyway, her, 14, background singer, R. Kelly never messed with her. She sang background 12 play. She you know, went to high school with R. Kelly, all this and all of that. Mm -hmm. But R. Kelly was using her and her friend, the other background singer, to go get him girls. So like... You're 14, R. Kelly told you to, tells you to go get girls, so you go get other 14, 13, and 15-year-olds, and you don't say nothing then. You say your first, your first sexual encounter was being in the studio, and R. Kelly is having sex, has this girl bent over the booth while you're seeing your ooze in your eyes, and you don't say nothing then. Mm -hmm. They go through the whole Aaliyah segment, and you're, you're like, you're doing an ugly cry for Aaliyah, talking about how you and Aaliyah was best friends, how you and the other background singer gave Aaliyah her swag because Aaliyah was so innocent and so pure at first. And y'all taught her to wear sunglasses and wear the baggy clothes. And like, you're basically saying you created the artist of Aaliyah, but then you go on to say that you saw Art Kelly raping Aaliyah in the back of the tour bus, but you don't say nothing in. Like, it's so, it's so sad. Them. I'm, I'm not, not giving people, and that's and that's another <laughs> issue I'm having. I'm not giving people passes. No, they I'm don't. Not, deserve, they do not. I'm not giving R. Kelly a pass, passes. but I'm also not giving the people involved passes either. And that's including that the level of just just it's how it's how it's escalated. You have all these cases, you can settle them. You got a case that went all the way, you got off. You got people still talking. You got people covering. They working for and with you. Yep. 
still. His wife said it. Andrea said she. Andrea said that when she had their cho- that third child, little Robert, which she probably should get his name changed, but whatever. Um, and they were exposing to her the thousands and thousands of dollars R. Kelly had paid out in settlements. Her question was, wouldn't you have time to do all of this when you were in the studio, playing basketball, traveling, touring, abusing her, and being a part-time father? Wouldn't you have time to be holding all these other girls, having a sex cult, renting out floors of hotels because you would put each girl in a different hotel room and they would know not to come out so you could just be having sex from room to room? Andrea's like, wouldn't you have time to do this? Because he had help. It wasn't just R. Kelly. R. Kelly can barely read. Yeah. R. Kelly has to ask his team to read the comments on his Twitter and his IG because he can barely read them. To orchestrate all of this. But uh, Andrea, I, I need to know why she's still talking about her baby daddy and singing. Like, I understand there's a level <laughs> of Stockholm Syndrome and, <laughs> and being... Come up, but like I, I don't understand the public display of if you if you still got a, some memory tied to the song and you listening to it of times when you was traumatized. I don't know what that's about, but how you gonna forward face that and then also forward face the I, I, it's just it's a lot of messiness that has all of that has surrounded him and allowed all of this foolishness to go on for a long time. And it's just, it's really sad. It's really sad. It's, there's so many levels to this series, which I think that's something Lifetime was going for that, um, like, it, it sparks conversations, which I like that. Um, I mean, I've noticed a lot of people can't have the actual adult conversation about this. They want to argue. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to jump down my throat because I'm refusing to mute R. Kelly. But I was never playing him, so I don't have anything to mute, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, if y'all are muting R. Kelly, how are y'all going to do this uh, B2K reunion tour? Yo, people, that and that's been the thing. It's like, there's, he's been so dominant behind the scenes in the industry. <laughs> Yes, it's gonna be very difficult to How? to mute him. If you are Kelly, people start is gonna be his music, and I think it's gonna be almost pretty difficult to listen to music from a certain era and not pop over a R. Kelly written song. And that's something you kind. I feel like at this point, you just gonna have to take the L on because you ain't even gonna know half the people don't look up songwriters anyway. They don't. So, but if y'all are muting R. Kelly, something. if y'all are muting R. Kelly, are you also muting Michael? You're going to have to ask Everett about that. And I'm not about to have this conversation because I want Everett to come back <laughs> on my show. I'm not doing this with you. Like, no, you, I want to know. Facebook, I want to know. With if y'all Michael are, Jackson. If you y'all are muting R. Kelly. My, my podcast and talk about this together. But I am not in it. If y'all are muting R. Kelly, are you still talking to the man in the mirror? Y'all can have it. Wes, you and Everett, y'all need to get together. I'm just saying. I just, I want y'all to be this. I want y'all to be I'm about to do you like I do about Prince. Mm -mm. Be this hype across the board. That's all I'm saying. 
do this for everybody. If we're going to be muting people for these type of issues, for sexual related I agree. I issues, do, that. do it across the board. I agree. It should be Snatch Michael. Be clean Snatch, him. Snatch him. It should be a clean sweep. Yep. Get them all out. All of them. If, if that's what we're doing, let's do it. Yeah, get them all out. All of them. Whoever they are. Whoever so, that means, so that means we're snatching Aaliyah. And, what? It don't does. Do, don't do that. <laughs> it does. I'm, I'm the one who just said you can't, you ain't gonna You miss. can't pick and choose. You is, can't. I can because I, the rest of Aaliyah's discography <laughs> is not related to Robert <laughs> Kelly. You However, it's so Aaliyah, li Aaliyah lied on her marriage certificate. She the know, one who wrote 18. And she was a child, okay? Don't be trying to blame the victim here. I'm not, no, and that's what I'm not doing. I'm not blaming the victim, but I'm also not giving these people passes. Like, no. Nah. She can't be complicit in her own abuse. Now, later on, and she would not talk about it. She would not, you know, she was traumatized, according to Dame Dash and some other people. And I understand that. The ones who get the, the ones who sat by, Andrea Kelly, yeah, she was abused, but she's out here singing R. Kelly at the same time. <laughs> that's what she doesn't get the pass on. It's nothing else, um, like with her abuse and all that and dealing with it afterwards. It's the you still celebrating this man that doesn't get the pass. You know so what's going on. And are y'all going to mute Usher? Is, Usher? is Usher next? What you talking about? He out here giving folks STDs. Is he next? Now that's a now that's a personal. If we muted everybody who got somebody SD, STD, we can all go. Everybody oh, in the world oh, can go. Wait because, a minute. Hey, they say they say ninety. How much? How ninety nine percent of people have one of those ailments that comes that flushes through your body? One of the HPVs. But that's unknown. It's different when you don't know. Yeah, I'm just saying that that's unknown. But technically, it happens, right? Because if everybody, if that passes through everybody. Y'all better pull all the Kelly Price songs. <laughs> half half of Jennifer Hudson discography. Pull it off. Look, if, if we pull it, that's what I'm saying. Get, like, that's why the art is clearly any song that R. Kelly is singing himself or featured on. And that's where you get it because he was allowed for so long to continue to do what he did and be prevalent in the music industry. That next level that next level to dig into of all the feature songs you're gonna have some silent playlists what do you feel about the artists who refuse to be john legend who refuse to participate in this in this series i have to see it because i don't i don't know what what level john participated in i don't know what level they were asked to participate in you know okay. so i don't really i don't really have an opinion on that because i haven't even seen what john said or did or what part he was in so i don't know Mm. And I don't know what was asked of these people. Were they asked to denounce him? Were they asked to talk about some musical aspect and not talk about anything negative? Or I don't. They were know. probably asked about. Did you, especially the especially the older artists, especially the artists that you know did like they asked Jay Z. Y'all did you did a whole album with R. Kelly? You tell them you didn't know about this. You never saw anything. And, and also, they was like, Jay was like, stay out my business. There's a level of. Shut, shutting up is free and sometimes even in the John has not a lot to lose in this I um, agree 
I think it was either for John to say anything because you don't, you've never dealt with R. Kelly before. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't have a direct, so he can speak and be just like everybody else. Everybody else who did participate, whether they knew, didn't knew, had an inkling, whatever, especially people who had a one-off relationship or a short relationship that ended, we don't know where the end was. We don't know the split on the front and back. Just be quiet. You do better <laughs> hushing than speaking sometimes. And don't say the wrong thing because half of your clip will be taken out of context. Absolutely. Absolutely. Protect your brand first and be and that's Thank you. That was my... I asked that because I got I got acted a lot when the series came out. How do I feel about the artist not commenting? And I'm like, I don't blame them for protecting their brand because you're gonna you're gonna give an interview and you don't know what the final product is gonna look like. So no, if I'm Jay, if I'm Kelly Price, I'm Nick Cannon, I'm B2K, I'm Celine, mm -hmm. I'm Ja Rule, I'm like all these other people that that he's worked with extensively. No, I'm, I, keep me out of this mess. Nope. Yep. No comment. Nope. No comment. No comment. And that's just, that's the smooth. It's not that you don't have an opinion, but you do not go on public record with that opinion um, in that manner that you don't control. It's not that yes. you can't eventually make a statement, but do not give it to an avenue where you don't control the editing, how it's put in, all of that. That is not smart for a certain level of brain in general. If I'm if I'm myself at work and an incident happens and I can record this over here that's gonna be put in this thing to talk about it, I'd rather not and give it and give it myself if I can. I'm I'm okay. not gonna give somebody else the control to give my message on something. It needs to come from me directly, all of it. So yeah, I, I understand that aspect of not participating in this particular thing. So Yes, yeah, so we talked for forever. Obviously, we have two whole parts of this situation, but I do want to thank you for joining me on here to do this review of 2018, all the way from music to pop culture to just our lives and friends and stuff in general. So um, tell the people how they can follow you online. Um, so you can follow me on um, Instagram. Um, my um, personal account is the L Squire T H E L S Q U I R E, and you can follow my uh, culinary page, the Lazy Man Chef, uh, and the Lazy Man Cooking Show on both Instagram, Facebook, and on YouTube. And um, I look forward to talking to you guys again and coming back with the mess with Wit and Wes. <laughs> yes, that will be a new segment on the podcast occasionally we either mess with wit and west because clearly we talk a lot of trash when we get together and wit is messy so i am not messy. <laughs> wes is the mess i'm the kind gentle one who will rein it in for you guys to make it palpable because you know, i'm gonna yeah. say i'm gonna say how i feel <laughs> exactly obviously obviously um but yeah thank you for joining and that is our review of 2018 and the official first episode and second episode of mess with wit and west so thank bye you so guys much. we'll be back bye <laughs> bye
Thank you for listening to When Wit Happens. You can find Wit living her best life at withappen6.com and at withappen6 on social media. Subscribe and follow for updates. Until next time, keep living your best life.